This is Jay Baer from Convince and Convert, and welcome to the Content Pros Podcast, where you'll hear the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world. The show is brought to you by Oracle Marketing Cloud, helping businesses use the latest marketing technologies to tell their stories and connect with their customers. The show is also brought to you by Vidyard, the best platform for creating, managing, and optimizing your video content marketing. And the show is brought to you by Uberflip, a content experience platform that allows marketers to create, manage, and optimize tailored content experiences for every stage of the buyer journey. The hosts of the show are Randy Frisch and Tyler Lessard. Find all links, archives, and more at contentprospodcast.com. Now, here's Randy, Tyler, and this week's special guest. Welcome to another episode of Content Pros. I'm Randy Frisch from Uberflip, and as always now, I've got Tyler Lassard joining me as co-host from Vidyard. Content Pros is here for you, part of the Convince and Convert family of podcasts, and today we are going to talk about video. We're going to talk about pushing the limits with video, I hope, because our guest, Renee Lego, is, is really doing that at SolarWinds and uh, having fun with video in a whole bunch of ways. Tyler, you want to tell us a little bit more about how you you've gotten to know Renee and and bring her into the show too. Yeah. Hi, everybody. It's Tyler here. And I'm really excited to have Renee on board. It's, uh, you know, she's somebody I've worked with for a little while here at Vidyard and was really excited to get engaged with her team, frankly, when I saw some of the content they were producing. And what intrigued me was, you know, the content itself, I think was great. It was funny. It was interesting, but it was very unexpected because it was coming from a brand that is marketing and selling to IT professionals in a B2B sense an area where you don't expect to see a video about an action figure at Christmas time. So um, there's a lot of cool things Renee is doing. And I think to your point, pushing the limits on what the role of video is in a modern B2B company with lots of great ideas for us. So with that, um, why don't I turn it over to yourself to, to maybe introduce yourself a little bit, Renee, and talk about uh, where you've come from before joining SolarWinds. I have been at SolarWinds seven years, and before that, I worked in documentary film. I produced in public television in Philadelphia and did a lot of independent producing and ended up in the tech community in San Francisco for a little while. And then the opportunity came here in Austin, and I melded the tech with the video. And uh, here I am seven years later. So when you were looking for, for that opportunity and, and, you know, it was a big leap to go into um, uh, a company like SolarWinds as, um, as, as kind of head of, of video production, um, what were your expectations coming in and kind of what have you done in your seven years there to, to kind of move the needle most uh, effectively from, you know, kind of joining on as a, as a video producer to really building out video as a, as a competency of your business? Well, back in what I'm calling the dark ages of video at SolarWinds, I was taking the lead basically from internal stakeholders and producing content that they wanted. And through the years, have evolved into a role where now I'm a um, more brand forward and creating avenues for content and pushing the limits and basic pushing back on requests and saying, no, there's a better way to do this or there's a different way. And we're seeing, you know, marked improvement in engagement and, um, you know, downloads and sales because of it. 
So you've been doing a variety of, of interesting content um, in your time there, and we kicked this off by saying some, uh, uh, you know, some some videos that are, are pushing the limits of what we think about in the B two B world. Um, I, we'll dive into I think a few of those examples. People will, will pull some good insights. Um, but the first one I wanted to ask you about uh, is is one that I know has been one of your most successful is uh, email in real life, uh, and it's one that I think gets a good uh, uh, laugh out loud effect from people. Um, would you mind sharing maybe you know let people know if they want to go and watch it uh, where they can find it. Um, but uh, could you talk a little bit about that video and that campaign, kind of where it came from, where the idea came from, and the response you got, and, and in hindsight, what made it such a success for your team? Uh, well, we look for inspiration um, a lot of time in the consumer world. And we came upon a video, um, and I can't remember the name of it, unfortunately, sorry. Was it, was but, it the conference uh, calling one? Thank you. So yes. across a video conference call in real life, and we were about to launch a new feature for our server and application monitor product. And they wanted to do something big, but they didn't know what. So we pitched this idea to a lot of resistance, actually. They thought, no, this is too wide a net. And yes, everybody uses email. Basically, the... Uh, the video features scenarios that all people who read and send email encounter in a very funny way. And at the end, we spin it, you know, email is difficult, managing doesn't have to be. And then we tie it into our product and our feature. And um, with the help of our agency, we got placed on BuzzFeed. And then from there, it was gangbusters. Huffington Post, UK, US, Reddit. Gizmodo, Fast Company, and just kept, like, I, I don't think we expected the success that we encountered when we released that video, but of course we were very, very pleased. And um, the next time they requested a video for the next launch for a different product, they said, can we get that, please? <laughs> just get us another viral video, right, Randy? Absolutely. We just want the viral ones, not the other ones. Yeah, it's yeah. you know it's, it, that video is really amazing. Though I mean, it's it's so true. It's it's so dead on. And uh, you know, for people who get to watch it, it it plays off fun fun realities like you know sending out that email without an attachment, and then you know in real life seeing someone walk into the office, hand over the you know the folder with nothing in it, and it's <laughs> it's just. You know, you see it in real life in that case, and you're like, yes, that is that really is that silly, right? And it's I think that's that's the genius of it, is as simple as it is. And one of the things, Renee, just to 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 dig in a little bit more on you, you talked about thinking from a consumer perspective. And you know, it's funny, we you know, Tyler, you were at our office just this past week. We had a conference here, and I think the topic was, you know, business to human, right? And and getting away from thinking, you know, we often talk, you and I, about B2B because we both sell in B2B worlds. But, you know, I think with video, the reality is, is we have to think about everyone as a consumer. Um, and I'm wondering, Renee, how, how you create that mindset on your team as you're doing your brainstorming and whether as a B2B company, you're trying to push the limits, as we're saying, in, in that thinking. Uh, we keep the IT pro at top of mind. Who is that? Who is that target audience? And not just that they're an IT pro, but they're they're a geek. What are the things they like to watch when they're not working? What are the things that excite them? What do they talk about on chat boards? Um, 
And we always appeal to that person in everything we do. Um, and we always, even though we're a B2B, we market like a B2C. I like that. I'm wondering, you know, you talk about them being geeks, right? And, you know, I feel like all of a sudden there could be sensitivities of, you know, of people hearing those words. But, you know, as we talk about these ideas of pushing the limit and playing with video in in a way that's maybe not expected, I'm wondering how often you test these videos with your actual audience before putting it out there for everyone and you know is it the type of thing where you know you'll you'll put in all this production value or do you go with the story first how do you test to make sure you're not crossing that line in a way that's going to backfire uh there are times when we reach out to our mvps we have a really robust black online community and we have power users and if we have an idea or a story we might run by you know t- um, maybe 10 to 20 people and get their input on something but I will say a lot of times we're I feel like we're really plugged in and know who we're talking to so uh, a lot of that conversation happens internally in the marketing org really. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, Tyler, I don't know what you're finding in terms of other clients that you're working with, but, you know, to date this podcast a bit, I mean, we're doing this in early April of 2017. And, you know, just today, Pepsi got a lot of backlash for pushing the limit or just missing the mark altogether on a video that was in theory designed to bring the world together, but, you know, using one of the Jenners in a way that just didn't work. And, you know, we talk about this idea of creating video, creating video that, that can be a costly, uh, you know, process and then maybe not having tested that enough. I, you know, have you seen anything, Tyler, in terms of your audiences and your clients of how they're doing this in other ways? Yeah, you know, and we have seen it even, you know, in the B2B world, it, it the same thing absolutely, uh, you know, can happen. And, um, you know, I, I think to Renee's point, one of the, the big things when I'm talking to our clients, uh, I hear the same thing where the content team um, is is such an integrated part of the business that, you know, they have to understand the audience and they have to be able to to, to make that call to some degree on, um, you know, the, the validity or the, uh, the, the rightfulness of certain types of content, but at the same time being able to take risks. So it is a tough one because, uh, you know, I do know clients who do test their content and um, the, the risk there, of course, is you get one or two people with negative feedback and you say, well, do we scrap it? Because, you know, there's a potential of, of offending somebody. Um, it, it's tough. You know, we've always lived by the mantra of we want to generate an emotional response. Uh, you know, there's you can go too far, but in in many cases, you got to take some risks to generate that emotional response with people. And and in some cases, it may be a negative response. Uh, you got to watch that. You got to watch that line. But I'd love to say I've got a, a great answer to that and a, and a prescriptive method to to not not cross that line. Um, but I don't. Uh, but you know, that said, one of what one of my one of my favorite ones that you guys have done as well that maybe you know can can tie back into the conversation is um, you know the the Stranger Things parody that you guys did and you did a series of videos based on that and that was actually I think a perfect example of saying you know what do these people do in their personal lives what kind of shows do they like to watch and things like that and I think that was one again where you can add a lot of personality and humor um, you know without that risk of kind of crossing a line of of doing something offensive um, unless you totally butcher the show and then people. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, might might hate you for that, but um, uh, maybe let, let's talk about that because I've seen success with parody, parodying um, uh, pop culture and you know different shows and things like that. Um, where did that come from, Renee? And was that your you know have you guys done parodying of pop culture in the past, or was that your first time trying that? So yes, we've done parodies in the past. And uh, this really emanated from the video team's absolute love of Stranger IT. We like to take the framework of, you know, what's popular, what's interesting, can we spin it with an IT flair and make it funny and also uh, tie in our product or get you thinking in some way about our product. Um, we had a huge response from it and they're still doing very well on, on social and on YouTube. Um, it's really, it's about timing, what works, what, what projects we have going on, what campaigns, and then, um, what can we fit in and, and make work, uh, for our audience. Hey Zoe. Hey Kelly. Do you know what I love? Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, him, but also Netflix and how it always shows me what I'll love, aka all the murder mysteries. Ooh, or documentaries about puppies. I wish there was a way to do that with B2B content. Well, hold on to your pants. So you know Uberflip, it lets you create a better content journey for your readers. So I can let my readers binge my content while my sales team also sends it out to prospects? You sure can. Amazing. How do I get it? Just head over to uberflip.com and request a demo. I'm wondering, Renee, like at what stage do you start to evaluate whether a video is successful? And is it, you know, is it purely on, you know, number of views or number of shares? Or is it, you know, some sort of way where you're actually attributing it to something along your actual marketing funnel? Um, How tied in is the video team to that overall marketing funnel mindset at SolarWinds? Um, a lot of our campaigns contain video. So whether it's the video driving to a page or, uh, driving to a download, it really depends on what part that video has to play in it. Ultimately, we want people to download our product and buy it. So if we can get that to happen by getting the video to get them to the page that makes them go, I need this product and download it. Um, but I don't always gauge success just by getting a download. Honestly, for me, uh, video is the gateway to get you in and interested. You might watch more videos along that journey, but ideally, you know, the content, the product, and what we have on the website uh, should close out the deal and get you to download. Um, So, yes, great part of the journey um, I don't their downloads the ultimate goal for video specifically though. Yeah, w- one of the things we've you know we've seen within our base is this growing need, um, and it's partly because of the growing spend, right? It's um, as you're investing in more of these videos and, and producing on higher budget. There's there's certainly a lot more questions around you know can we can we justify this spend against the impact it's having on the business, and uh, you know it's it's it is causing that trigger point for a lot of people to say I can't just be going back and saying here's the number of views that we got and and that's a measure of success. So um, you know I think we are seeing more and more companies saying, I need to be able to track 
this video engagement back in our marketing automation and in our CRM so I can tie it back to revenue and say that this video helped to influence X amount of pipeline or X amount of leads. Um, and, and that's something of, you know we do with, with, with Vidyard as a platform um, and that we help our clients with. But it, I do find that there's always that challenge of process and implementation, right? And, and how do you get the people aligned behind it and the other teams aligned behind it to, to make that happen in the business? Um, and on that point, Renee, I want to ask you a question about culture. And, you know, a lot of people, again, listening to this probably are thinking, you know, video is, is something we should be doing. And, um, you know, but it's, I also find it's a cultural challenge in, in some of these companies to figure out, you know, how do we get people over that hurdle of, of wanting to invest more and more, um, but especially the other teams. And how do you make, take video away from being a, a service bureau function, if you will, and an afterthought? into a part of the strategic planning of your campaigns. Um, do, so do you have any thoughts on your experience of how you've made that happen and, and turning it into you know, a, a, a core part of, of some of the things you do? The first thing I'll say is fail fast. Um, it's, it's a lot of trial and error. At, at first, it took a lot of convincing to, um, you know, people had a traditional one a myopic view of video, like I need a training video or I need a video only to show how this product works or go over every feature this product has. And there's only so much that you can do with that and, and so much you could sell with that. So it, it's sort of a dance and you have to work with that team and show them you know, if we did it this way or if we did it that way, you might see this result or why don't we let this video just drive people to the page you want them to be on? Let's not have this video serve every single purpose you want to tell the viewer. Um, it was training. It's training, you know, what's the right length? What's the right type of video for the right campaign? Um, and it's taken several years to get there, but you know, I think we're, we're really coming into our own with that. We have a, a really great base to build on lots of new ideas. And that's, that's why I could do email in real life and stranger IT. Now I come to the teams and say, I have this idea. How can we apply it to your campaign? And, you know, Randy, it's, it's something I think you guys have, have done really well um, as well. I know you've got um, a nice little, a modest studio within your office. And, uh, you know, whenever I talk to your team, you know, there's always ideas for how to incorporate video, um, you know, proactively into things that you're doing, whether they're campaigns or, or, or new types of projects. Um, you know, is that, uh, is that something that you guys it's sort of intentionally bred into the, the culture or did it happen organically at Uberflip? Yeah, I think I think it, for us, the way we look at it is that people are craving different forms of content at all time, right? And you know, depending on what you're doing in your day or how you like to consume content altogether, it's on us to cater to when you want your content and what you're in the mood for at that point. So, you know, we're not one to say video is the only way or blog posts are the only way or ebooks are the only way. It's about trying to think of it more as a journey here. And, you know, there's certain, you know, pieces of content which we've done year over year that I think our audience starts to look forward to. 
Uh, we do a great video actually at, at the holiday period where, you know, it's now just part of our, I guess, brand personality to go out there and do this fun, you know, video that's semi-animated, semi, you know, kind of, you know, this person in our office who sits in a chair and gives advice like he's smoking the pipe. Um, so I think that there's that, there's elements of, of, changing it up on the fly, but there's also elements that become part of your brand and what people might expect from you. And I think, I think that's a, one of the things that I admired at, at your work, Renee, is, is you know, that brand that, you, that you're trying to build for SolarWinds. There's some consistency to it um, that's established through, through you know, your tenure there. We, I, I think um, the success of con- the continued geekiness through video, especially creative, is an expectation now with our customers, with with prospects, people who engage with our brand. So if we stop that, I, I would worry. It's um, you, you, one of the things that, uh, as part of that, that's kind of cool that I think um, in, in experiencing your content is that it really does feel like, you know, it's a, it's a really human um, business, right? And I think that comes through in the in the brand overall, uh, but it really comes through in the video content um, again because you really are playing off to emotions and you're being transparent and you're being fun. You're not trying to be uh, too businessy, if you will. Um, and and another program that you guys have done, which I think really capitalizes on that and is really kind of a human to human conversation, uh, is the Thwack Camp. Um, T H W A C K is what I just said. Thwack camp. Um, and, uh, and that's a great area where, you know, you guys have built uh, a community around a video first initiative. Um, is, is that something that your team drove within the company or, or did it, was it sort of a, a bubbling idea in which the video team got involved in? Uh, we've been there from the inception and we wanted a way to reach more customers. You know, we were going to events like Cisco live and VM world and you can have, you know, a certain level of interaction, but there's a lot of IT pros who can't leave the office. They either don't have the funds or, you know, IT pro, the life of an IT pro is you're, you're at your desk a lot and you're solving problems. So we had to come to them. So it started out with more of a webcast sort of feel. You know, we would have chat and video streaming, but they were webcast style. And now we've evolved into live streaming with um, guests and panels and keynotes. It's it's a full-on event um, with IT experts, and so we were we were key in developing that and and driving it for the past uh, five years. Renee, just just curious on I, I mean one of the things that you were mentioning to us is is that you guys create something like three hundred and fifty to five hundred videos per year and as as people listen in on this especially those who have not necessarily adopted a video strategy they're going to be overwhelmed so you know without getting into how you do that much because I know you actually have a team I think of of at least six or seven people um, working with you to to create all this video but I'm more interested how does that team and how does all that video content get intertwined to the rest of the content coming from SolarWinds? Um, you know, is, is there a lot of collaboration between the video team and the other content teams or the content team as a whole? And how is that thought of, you know, holistically inside of SolarWinds as to where your team sits? Well, volume is really driven by the amount of products we have. We have 30 plus products that we sell. 
and that's a lot of product. So I guess a lot of a lot of product training in there too. Yeah, there's a lot of product training. There's a lot of um, we also have internal um, teams that we support. So it, it it's that that number encompasses a lot actually. So um, yeah, we have thirty products. So each product has you know many releases. So we're we might be doing a feature video and then turn around and do a launch for something else and then a creative for a campaign. So we have a mix of internal stakeholders, but we're always working with the content team. We have uh, a great head geek team and these are uh, experts in virtualization database systems, um, networking, and we work really close with them. We produce a show with them. So Everything that we do is product, content-driven, campaign-driven. So it's really about us supporting the business and whatever that need is, internal or external. I love that. So, you know, we've got a few more minutes here. I'd love to get to know a little bit more about you behind the scenes. Um, you know, you told us a little bit about how you got to this point in your career, but, you know, maybe you can even share with us some of the, the things that you, that inspire you, you know, where do you go to, to either read content or watch videos to get a lot of your ideas? Like, are they, you know, are they coming from SNL or where are they coming from? A lot of it is is I'm just listening to what's what's the noise out there in the world, and it it doesn't have to be. It could be political. It could be uh, the latest commercial, and we do a lot of sharing each week. Hey, bring bring a video to the to our weekly sync, and we we rotate. Um, the whole company knows the video team, you know, worldwide. Um, we have over 2,200 employees and we'll get random one-off emails. Hey, did you see this? Or they'll send us ideas saying, Hey, I love this idea. We could do it with this product. So there's, there's a lot of organic, uh, nurturing that happens internally here, but, um, YouTube is big for me. Um, and I really just tied into like, what's, what's, what's going on in the world and how can I relate it back to solar winds? So speaking of the world, you're quite the world traveler from from what I've learned. So you've been to, I think, Bosnia and Croatia. Um, you even, you know, I want to get to the other part where you you created your own documentary. But you know, we're going to test you on something here. I, I believe you know a little Bosnian, and I'm wondering how you say content marketing in Bosnia. Well, I wouldn't know as content marketing, but uh, I could ask for Fanta soda. Ah, right. <laughs> the important the, the, things in life, Randy. The important yeah. things. Yeah. I, I think it's because content marketing is still in the upswing there. It's just, you know, another year from now we ask it, you'd have it down for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can get that for you tonight and send it to you. Fantastic. We'll add it to the show notes. We'll add it to the show notes at contentprospodcast.com if anyone's really curious there. Um, you know, so let's go to this documentary they created because my understanding is it was actually Emmy nominated, which is so cool. I, you know, maybe you can speak to what that experience was like. And I, I don't even know, did you get to go to the Emmys by chance? Uh, the Mid-Atlantic Emmys, but yes, I did. Um it's all good. It's the Emmys. Either way you slice it, it's the yeah. Emmys. I'm going to take it. I've got two Emmy nominations. 
but you know this one is the one I'm most proud of. Um, this it was a labor of love for many many years, kind of hand to mouth uh, documentary filmmaking. I met someone from Bosnia. Uh, it was at the height of the war. She was a refugee in Philadelphia. Um, I then met another refugee. One was Bosnian Muslim, one Serb Croat, mixed. And their stories started sounding similar. And I realized that there was a parallel there and, and I worked um, separately uh, filming them. And then my ultimate goal was to have them meet each other in Bosnia when we were filming there. Turns out they ended up sitting beside each other on the plane. Wow. I got, That's wild. Which was very disappointing because I wanted that moment on camera. But uh, <laughs> they met and they, you know, said, oh, you know Renee? Yeah, I know Renee. Oh, you must be the person I'm supposed to be meeting in a month. So uh, it's a small world for sure. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's an amazing story of two women and uh, and a war. Awesome. Well, yeah, you sound, uh, you know, not just from solar winds, but you sound in personal life like a true so storyteller. Um, you know, and it's it's been really great to have you on Content Pros telling us some of these stories and learning from you. Uh, if people want to tune in more to some of your content, where is the best place to go to get some of that? Well, you can go to solarwinds.com and you can go to Solar Winds Inc. on YouTube. Amazing. Amazing. Renee Lego, thank you so much for joining Tyler and I today on Content Pros. A reminder to everyone listening that Content Pros is part of the Convince and Convert family of podcasts. A whole bunch of great other content that we encourage you to check out at convinceandconvert.com. And as I said earlier, if you enjoyed this podcast, check us out at contentprospodcast.com. You can also find this podcast naturally on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, pretty much wherever you find podcasts and you can leave us a message to let us know what you're enjoying let us know what tyler and i can do to make this more engaging and until next time thank you so much to everyone for tuning in to content pros this is jay bear and thanks for listening to content pros please leave a review and subscribe on itunes or on your favorite podcast listening app go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits Content Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, Oracle Marketing Cloud, and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince and Convert Media. Interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show? Visit us at convinceandconvert.com.